The time has come 35 years later for the worst WrestleMania 2 recap in pro wrestling podcast history. I'm your host, Dave Rosenbluth here on Kicking Out of 2. Joining me, my co-host, the man who uh, did his homework for this week's show yep. as we celebrate the 35-year anniversary of WrestleMania 2, which you, Dennis, have said has to be the worst WrestleMania in history. I might have to do a rebuttal on that, too. Like, So, I recently watched um, some stinker... Some stinker... Uh, WrestleManias? Uh, not, not just WrestleManias. Uh, pay-per-views. So that, uh, just because... Just I was right now off the Peacock, and I just wanted... I don't know. I, I was. I had a lot of beers in me too, but uh, but uh, <laughs> I was watching some stinkers. Like, uh, and I gotta say, I saw Dismember to Remember. I the saw, ECW one. Yeah, yep. the ECW one. I saw some in your houses that that people on the internet thought thought it was like some of the most terrible wrestling in the world. Whatever. Some I, of those in your houses are pretty bad. Oh man. yeah, definitely. But I'll go. I'll die this hill that WrestleMania 2 is the worst WWE pay-per-view of all time. It, it was long. It had maybe two good matches in, the, in, in this whole thing. The the, the commentary was it was awful. The, yeah. Even like the, um, the presentation was awful. Like, like the lighting was awful. Everything was so fucking awful about this pay-per-view. This is a bit... Like, like, there was no, I can't even really explain how bad it was. Like, well, like, we'll get into oh, it yeah, as we yeah, go like, on. I don't we'll, want to blow my load. Like, yeah. Then, like, yeah, don't shoot your water. I mean, a promenade all over again. Wonka, wonka. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, that, that, uh, but, but yeah, that I'll die in this hill before we, 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 we start this, this podcast. Like, like, I'll die in this hill. That's the worst WWE pay per view of all time. I mean, I'll disagree with you. There's been, Far worse, I think, and and we kind of talked about it in text, and you know I'll bring the the, the conversation to light. But WrestleManias one and two, I felt like were they were just experimenting, and that like the real vision of WrestleMania and the concept of it of in and of itself came at the when WrestleMania three rolled around. Like, that was the vision of WrestleMania. I mean, like, I even feel like the way people talk about WrestleMania in and of itself, um, they almost they almost talk about WrestleMania 3 as being the first one. I think people overlook 1 and 2 um, because of the way that they were presented. I think that's you know? fair, though. Uh, you know, uh, so people look at WrestleMania 3 as, like, that was the one. That was the, and, and, you know, it was the measuring stick. It really, it really set the bar for what WrestleMania's people expected from wrestlemania you know big stadiums huge feature matchups loaded cards things like that the beginning or even endings of some storylines um but wrestlemania is one and two and i think even justin said it justin said you know in the text message conversation my brother justin by the way who it's been a long time since he's been on this podcast due to the uh the 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 quarantine and uh, uh covid and all of this stuff but hopefully you know sometime down the pike we'll get him in here and uh, you you two can have your world famous uh you know verbal yeah. <laughs> battles that you that you have you've had through text message, but anyhow, um, he he said he said that WrestleMania one felt like they just turned the camera on and they let these guys go at it, and that WrestleMania two felt like um, like a like a like a Saturday night's main event or like a special 
on you know like one of their one of their specials at the time like you know they on treated NBC, it like that. and they treated it like it yeah um, WrestleMania two was the first WrestleMania two I ever watched as a kid I watched it on VHS uh, when it came out so um, this is kind of interesting that we're going to be covering this and and you know like I said it's when you when you press play. You know, the title said, the worst WrestleMania 2 recap ever. And this, quite possibly, is going to be that. Uh, we promise you, uh, after watching this recently. I've seen this show before, but I really sat down and watched it with a different set of eyes. And I had you do the same. And we're going to go through match by match, segment by segment. I got a whole bunch of notes. We'll talk about it as uh, as the show goes on here. And uh, if, if you guys feel like WrestleMania 2 is the worst, or if you think there's a an, an even shittier wrestling pay-per-view than wrestlemania 2 then go on our social media both facebook and twitter give us a shout uh let us know what you think um or you know drop us in our dms if you don't want to you know share that opinion publicly uh facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two as well as our twitter handle at kicking out two k-i-c-k-n-o-u-t and the number two uh yeah let us know uh, is wrestlemania 2 the worst wrestlemania of all time is it the worst wwe pay-per-view of all time you let us know on our social media feeds right now or whenever it's convenient for you. All right, let's uh, let's get into it here. WrestleMania 2, the worst WrestleMania 2 recap ever is going to begin. The show opened, uh, the, the cold open video with like this like light jazz music. And then the narrator um, in the video package says, WrestleMania 2, what the world has come to. And I thought that was kind of silly. Because yeah. uh, what what did the world come to? Was was WrestleMania 2 the result of what's been going on in our world? Or was it the WWF world at that time? Uh, we cut to New York, uh, Long Island. And in the ring is Vince McMahon who introduces us to WrestleMania. And uh, then he also brings out actress Susan St. James. Who starred in the hit TV show Kate and Allie. And she was also married to NBC, um, NBC president uh, Dick Ebersol. So that's probably the reason why uh, she got she got the gig. Ebersol, close friends with Vince. He helped produce this show as well because NBC and WWF had just started their relationship with Saturday Night's main event uh, not long before this. So um, she's going to provide the color commentary for this show with Vince in the New York portion of WrestleMania 2. And then we get to uh, Ray Charles singing America, Be- and America I, the Beautiful. And how about that? Five seconds into the thing, mic problems with the... With the uh... The audio, yeah, the yeah, audio. I noticed that too. The yeah. audio was kind of, the audio was kind of shit um, in the in the beginning, but it, it but it it got better. Um, this is probably one of the more better versions of America the Beautiful at WrestleMania. I thought it was terrific. Yeah, but, but, but of course, since, since it's WrestleMania two, they had to put the shit cherry on it. Yeah, and, and then the beginning, the audio, yeah, the audio, the audio stunk the sh- stunk up the show, or at least that that portion of the show. That 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 version of America the Beautiful makes usually makes the highlight reels when when they talk about. Other renditions of America the Beautiful at WrestleMania, which is a tradition. Wonder if they're going to bring that back this year. I hope so. Man. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I'd like to see that. I honestly, I have a feeling there's a strong chance they are going to bring that back because they want to. I, I I have a feeling they're going to address like the absence of the live audience during the pandemic, um, and that's going to be kind of interesting. I think like uniting America together with America the Beautiful. Yeah. Whoever's going to sing it, maybe they'll have Lillian Garcia do it, or maybe they'll you know shell out the bucks to you know bring someone in you know someone someone with you know some musical talent uh who knows but then we cut to mean gene oakland who's in chicago hyping up the wrestlemania 2 battle royal with the football players from the nfl yep. and then uh 
He sends us back to New York with footage of Roddy Piper and Ace Cowboy Bob Orton being interviewed by famous boxing trainer Lou Duva. Um, and uh, he's going to be coaching Piper in the boxing match later with Mr. T. I thought this was typical good stuff from Piper. Um, but this is, this is what, like, I don't know if you remember this line, but this is what... what what I took away from this, what kind of caught me by surprise, and something that certainly won't fly in today's landscape of wrestling or in society in general. Piper says, um, he, he says, you can come out wearing a kilt, but never will I ever shave my head to look like an Indian and paint myself black. Oh, jeez, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, wow. Like The, Pi- worst, the worst, of course, though, is like... Uh... Was the blackface? I still don't from WrestleMania yeah. six. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't. I didn't get it. it oh, I mean, I, I. The only thing I correlated that with was that he was he he did that to antagonize Bad News Brown, who was you know an African American. Yeah, that was the only thing I got from. And he was the baby face. Yeah, uh, it was. It was. Yeah, that I, whole. I thing, don't know. Just, just, that didn't make it on Peacock. No, I would hope not. No, that didn't. They they cut that out. You know, Peacock. Cut that out of the WrestleMania 6. You can't even watch the Bad News Brown Roddy Piper match on Peacock anymore. If you're an international WWE Network subscriber, you could probably still watch it. Or you can find it on YouTube. How about like, but... the, like, the, like, like if you go to Raw and like you do Stacey Keebler versus Tor- or Trish Stratus, like painting matches, can you watch those? I would imagine. I, was, I, I would I, imagine you I could. I was like, you know, horny teen. I was like, this rocks, you know. Yeah. But now as an adult, like, like I don't mean... Are you approved now? I kind of am. I'm like, I'm offended. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Cancer culture. No, no, no. no. Cancel culture. Excuse me. Cancer culture. I don't know. I just love the the, the, the current, like, you know, women's wrestling and whatnot. So it's all behind it. But when I see this, that that sort of thing, like, you know, the exploitation of women, whatever. Yeah. I I do. I I mean, uh, you grew up in a house with all women. You know, you had four sisters. I get it. I understand. You know, it's kind of, I get it. Um, first matchup, we have Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff battling Don Morocco, who's being managed by Mr. Fuji, to a double countout in four minutes and ten seconds. Orndorff got a good pop during his, his uh, in-ring intro. Uh, we get audio clips of Morocco as the match starts, predicting Orndorff will be the embarrassment of WrestleMania two at the hands of the Magnificent One. And then we get audio from Mr. Wonderful talking about his training for the match. Um... I thought this was a solid match back and forth. You're I thought the, nuts. I thought the, let me finish. I thought the crowd was into it, okay? They were behind Mr. Wonderful. Um, I did notice that Vince was controlling the majority of the commentary leading the way. Susan St. James didn't really step in. Little little sound bites here and there. Um, I did. I thought this match was starting to pick up until the finish when they did the double count out. And then the crowd started chanting bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Okay? So... This is, I, I was, yeah, I, I I thought this match had potential, and then they did a double count-out finish to start WrestleMania 2, and then, like I said, crowd chant bullshit, and then Vince goes, Vince goes, fans in attendance certainly don't like the outcome of this one. No shit, Vince. Really? Who booked that? Yeah. Well, match be a double count-out? Give me your thoughts on this match. That, that, I, 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 I can't even, it was like one of those things, that, like, like, maybe the game was like, like, like you know, you know, when you watch like a basketball game or football game, right? Where the yeah, it might be good, bad, or indifferent, but the finish is like your what's what's burnt in your brain. Yeah, this is what's burnt in my brain. That's like if you go you see have a great an opening match to to to, to your premiere to your premiere pay per view. It starts off as a double fucking countdown. I was my mind was blown. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I I you know I 
I saw, you know, I remember watching this years back and it was like, oh, these two, you know, good on paper. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a good match. You know, both guys can work. Both guys can wrestle. And then they give a double count out finish to start the show. I was like, wow. that's And it's New York. And, you know, the fans in the Northeast, they fucking call bullshit on anything. They don't give a shit, especially in New York. So, um it was apropos that they that, that they expressed their their opinion of this. Um, and you talked earlier about production the, and the production values so of this show. Dark. Well, the lighting. It, but I mean, that was back in the day. That was that time period. You know what I mean? Like when they used I to just guess, do the yeah. house lights centered in the ring, and the that the, the the crowd was dark. I don't know if the attendance had anything to do with that. I'm not sure, but um, for when it comes to the production values. Fink was, they cut to a replay of the two of them fighting on the outside and the floor. Like, that's the replay. That was the big moment of the match that you're going to replay and you're going to show us. And it goes to show what we talked about earlier, too. Dick Ebersol, president of NBC, was helping produce this show. And you got to think that he brought some of his crew to help produce this, this wrestling show. And a lot of these guys don't have wrestling background or experience. So they just clipped up something together real quick to give us a replay. Good point. Um, and then we see Fink. He's about ready to give the official announcement. And then George Zamel steals just in the ring. But then Vince cuts it back to Mr. T in the locker room who's standing there with Joe Frazier and the Haiti kid. And T, you know, he's rambling on about hurting Piper in the upcoming match. Um, and we hear Fink in the background declaring the match a double countout as Mr. T is cutting his promo. So the production value really was at an all-time low um, on this show. We'll, I'm sure we'll continue to talk about it. Next up, Intercontinental Championship match. Macho Man Randy Savage defeating George the Animal Steel to retain the title in 5 minutes and 10 seconds. Um, Macho Man gets ring entrance music as Steel was already waiting in the ring like I mentioned earlier. And then we get previous recorded comments from Randy Savage talking about delivering Macho Madness to the Animal tonight. Um, this is the match where Susan St. James starts to come out of her shell a little bit on commentary. She begins to show how comfortable she is on the mic, rooting for George during this match. Yeah. Very, you know, biased towards George the Animal Steel. Um, she, she like many people, didn't approve of the way Macho Man was treating Miss Elizabeth at the time. Um, a lot of cat and mouse early on with George chasing Savage around the ring. Um, several comedy spots um, from George while Savage is trying to take the match seriously. Uh, George paintbrushes Savage with the flowers that he gave Miss Elizabeth. Crowd popped pretty big for that. Um, then he ate the turnbuckle and pulls the stuffing out of it. Crowd popped for that. Um, stuffs Macho Man's face in it. All that shit was everywhere. Um, Savage drops the top rope elbow and George kicked out at two, which I was kind of surprised. I thought yeah. that was the finish at first. And then, uh, but the finish comes when Savage rolls up George in the corner, puts his feet on the ropes for leverage in front of the ref. Did you notice that too? I actually didn't. No. The referee saw the whole fucking thing and didn't do anything about it. And uh, that was the end of the match there. Randy Savage winning with the with the roll-up from five minutes, ten seconds. Give me your thought. Like, give me your thoughts on the match. I I I would do I would love more than, than, than anything just to shit on everything about WrestleMania 2. However, this is one of the few times where where I was actually satisfied that 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 uh um I uh, d- d- I thought I thought I thought the comedy spots and like the like the mixture of George being a moron and Macho Man like really being like a serious like heel wrestler yeah I thought it was like a perfect concoction I really was I was very entertained by this the 
that that uh, was it fucking Macho Steve would absolutely not. No, but, but, never but, will but, be. But 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 but, but what they wanted and how and how they got there, like 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 my only thing with my pet peeve is if you're if this is not going to be like a match taken so seriously. And it was the upward drop, you know? That, 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 uh, that should have been the finish, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of interesting. You know, I'm glad that you say that because, you know, the I feel like they tried to make George a bigger threat than he was, even in a comedic role, you know, looking back on it when I'm watching it, you know? And, and I guess that was the intention behind Savage putting his feet on the ropes for the finish. But nonetheless, um, I agree with you. You know, if if you're not gonna take it seriously, at least just let yeah. you know. Because yeah. I mean, at this point, I mean, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, if if he kicks out at two, but then Savage has to cheat to win, like, and you're not really doing anything with George following that, you know? I, I don't know. I just I didn't they really. Didn't, but also, too, didn't they uh, have a match like later on or before where George and Macho Man fought for the services of Miss Elizabeth? I think they might have. And like, That's why very was, possible. Why, why wasn't that the WrestleMania match? Or like, I don't know. know. I don't know if that was before yeah. or after, but I kind of vaguely remember that now that, you, now that you bring anyway, it up. I, that's another thing. Like, But anyway, at all the WrestleMania matches, that, that, that uh, at least the one in New York, we're going, we're going uh, that, that spoiler, there is, I, that's not my favorite. There, I do have a match where I absolutely adored it. That, 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 uh, but that, that, uh, for the New York matches, by far my favorite. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Um, let's move on. Uh, up next, Mean Gene is in Chicago with Big John Studd and Bill Fralick uh, hyping up the big battle royal between the WWF superstars and the NFL football players. Um, we see the two getting into a shoving match, talking shit about it, you know, talking shit to each other, talking about how they're going to take each other out. Um, I'll be honest with you. Bill Fralick probably could have survived in pro wrestling if he didn't, you know, after his career in football. Because I felt like he really, he really handled the the the, the spot very well with Stud and how he carried himself in the promo. Do you remember anything about that Vaguely, promo? But yeah, that uh, okay. That, I thought it wasn't bad, considering that you know it's someone that's not currently in the wrestling business. All right, let's move on. Here we got. Uh, Cut back to Vince and Susan in the lounge. They're in lounge chairs, which I thought was kind of interesting. Had like a an award show type feel to it. Uh, talking about snakes as we get ready for the next match. Jake the Snake Roberts versus George Wells, which Vince points out, makes it a point to mention that uh, this is going to be an outstanding match, which was, it was anything but that, as Jake defeated George Wells in three minutes and 15 seconds. Um, I thought it wasn't awful. The, 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 it wasn't awful. I was shocked to see how many bumps uh, Jake took for this jobber guy. That's what I thought too. Yeah, I was, I was stunned. I, yeah, I was like, wait a minute, like uh, this because I the way it was presented to me, and at least from from how I understood it, was that this was like they were showcasing Jake here. Yeah, you know, this wasn't about like a, a highly contested matchup. This was all about Jake. Um, so yeah, um, Wells did get some solid offense in from time to time, uh, which I was surprised. Um, but the finish came when Jake runs to the outside. Wells chases after him into the ring. He hits a high knee lift um, and then converts it into a DDT a nice for the win. DDT. Yeah, it was a nice looking DDT. And then we saw a post match. Jake put the snake on Wells as he's foaming at the mouth, um, and then Vince goes, <laughs> "Maybe there's nothing in the bag. We hope not." 
And yeah. like, you know what's in the bag, stupid. What do you think he brought a fucking bag of toys? Like he's Santa Claus or something? Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Wouldn't that um, be kind of funny to, 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 uh, to go off the rails a little bit? Wouldn't that be kind of funny? Like, don't decline, right? So, sometimes they in a bucket, yeah. throw it at you. Sometimes it's confetti, sometimes it's water. Water, yep. Wouldn't that be cool? Sometimes it's, it's a snake, sometimes it's whatever, candy. Bag of laundry <laughs> or something, yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting if Jake, like, psychs him out. Like, ooh, where's Damien? Yeah, I don't think that'd be a regular thing, but yeah, every once in a while. Um we, got, we cut back to Vince and Susan in the Entertainment Tonight Lounge, as I'd like to call it, as they begin the New York portion of uh, the main event for WrestleMania 2, the New York portion. Um, and Fink introduces uh, Joan Rivers uh, before all 37 of her plastic surgeries. And then Rivers introduces the judges for the match uh, from the NBA, the New Jersey Nets, Chocolate Thunder, Daryl Dawkins. Yeah. Um, actor, jazz singer, dancer, Cab Calloway, didn't know who the fuck he was, G. Gordon Liddy, who was a former FBI agent, actor, talk show host, chief operative in the White House Plumbers Unit, major figure in the Nixon-Watergate scandal, convicted of conspiracy, burglary, and illegal wiretapping in the Nixon-Watergate scandal. He served four years of a 20-year prison sentence. Uh, G. Gordon Liddy just died recently at at the age of 90. Uh, Probably didn't know that. No, I did not. Okay. And then the timekeeper for this match is Herb. Yeah. You know who Herb was? Um, I kind of sort of knew. All right. Give me your guess. Or that, 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 uh, that, uh, that, uh, I'm trying to think now that, that, um. He was a fictional character for the Burger King advertising campaign in the 80s. Oh, I didn't know that then. I thought he was, um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. So, anyhow. Um, those were the celebrities that were part of this WrestleMania yeah. two New York portion of the main event. Um, yeah, I guess the, the, the Joan Rivers probably the most notable one. Absolutely. Um, the rest of them. I mean, even Daryl Dawkins to a certain degree. Um, Did he? I don't know. He maybe made the, maybe one All Star game. He wasn't like he was, you know, Doctor J. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, interesting choice for celebrities. And then the, the match itself. Uh, saw Mr. T defeat Rowdy Rowdy Piper by disqualification in 13 minutes and 14 seconds in round four of a 10-round boxing match. Um, all right, give me your. Gi- it was it, rubbish. That uh, yeah, give me your thoughts. Tell me, tell me all about it. That um, it was just rubbish, man. Like, yeah, this was trash. I, I give Piper credit for one thing. At least his punches looked like they were punches. Yep. Mr. T was just god awful, man. But like. Was this before or after Rocky Three? You know, he no, was definitely, it, was de- III. it was definitely after Rocky Three because because and the reason why and stuff. Yeah, yeah because Hogan did Hogan did Rocky Three and the and Hogan did Rocky Three when he was working for Vince Senior in like the early eighties and when he did the movie Vince Senior said, "Uh, uh-uh, you can't do both." So Hogan chose Rocky three, got the got the part as Thunderlips, yeah. and then after that, I believe that's when he went to the AWA, and then Vince Junior picked him up, and then they started the big, you know, you know national I mean, national expansion. The, so yeah, this was definitely after Rocky three when when Mr. T played have like a little of like the uh, I don't know what to call it TV boxing whatever. But <laughs> you got to think too at the same time, like so he was playing a boxer in a movie. You had. 
you know, you had a director to tell you to cut and you stop and they, they, they edit and they, they make it look good for the movie. This was live in front of an audience on the, television. You like, Dave, you couldn't yell cut. Do you think that, that they had a practice match, Piper and Mr. Dave? No, and, and definitely not. I mean, definitely not. Why did they have a practice match? A lot of, well, it's the same reason why a lot of guys back then didn't practice their matches before they went out, you know? Like, guys would just talk about certain things they wanted to do and they would incorporate into the match, but they went up everything on feel. Feeling yeah. the crowd, the, the you know the the audience, so like even like the like the supposed to be like the best moment, whatever. Ring, Mr. T, not uh, uh, almost knocks out Piper or whatever. You know, he whiffed on it. He missed, yeah, he missed yeah. that punch. He whiffed on it, and the crowd it. fucking called on it too. They were they were they booed it because he didn't even connect. And Piper was so mad that was when he threw the I think it was when he threw yeah. the stool. The the, the, the that had to hurt. Oh yeah. That was a fucking solid wooden stool. I like, think he would win in a real fight too. When I when he when he threw the stool and it hit Mr. T, I think Piper would have won in a real fight. Uh, yeah, close up. I think a Piper. I, I think Mr. T would have done some damage though. You know what's interesting? Back in 2014, you know, we went to WrestleMania in New Orleans, and that was the year that Mr. T went to the Hall of Fame and had the famous speech about his mother, and yeah. went you know 25 minutes longer than he should have, and. I was really hoping and praying that Piper was going to induct him and they were going to have some sort of moment at, at WrestleMania to kind of, you know, bring things full circle. Who did induct him? Me, me Gene Okerlund. Okay. Which I thought was kind of stupid. But then the next night, Piper and Mr. T at WrestleMania had a little backstage thing and they, you know, they buried the hatchet and shook hands, so to speak, um, in a little skit with, with Hogan and Orndorff and et cetera. But yeah, um, this was a poor interpretation of a boxing match. This wasn't even a bad boxing match. This was a poor interpretation of a boxing match. Bad. Crowd hated it. Do you think, uh, this is when they really started chanting bullshit. Do you think um, the disqualification finish, do you think that was called on the fly or that was... No, I think that was part of the deal because right. Piper wasn't going to take a dive for Mr. T. Piper was very protective of his spot. And they weren't going to make Mr. T look poor. You know, being a celebrity, he was yeah. on the A-team. Like, they weren't going to have him do that. So this finish... Because of their egos made sense. You know what I mean? Um, the finish actually came when Mr. T was nailing Piper with multiple body shots. He was nailing the body shots. But when he was going for the head, yeah. he, he, he wouldn't connect at all. And then all of a sudden, Piper just body slammed Mr. T. And that was when they rang the bell. And yeah. he had a big pull apart. Both sides come in to break things up. Um, and the crowd booed even when they announced Mr. T as the winner. So, yeah, this was awful. This is definitely um, the worst thing so far. On WrestleMania too. I still too. go with, with um, Morocco uh, Orndorff. Well, that was bad too. The finish itself, just the just the idea of the finish, in my opinion. The match was it was starting to pick up, in my opinion. Okay, I don't know. I'm just so soured by that. Yeah, I get it. Match anyway. Yeah, no, I know. It. Trust <laughs> me, I know. I was trust me. I hated the finish too. I thought it was. I thought it was you know fucking silly. Um, that was the uh, last match for New York, right? That was the last match for New York because Vince will then send us to so, Chicago for the. I felt like all three had different feels to it. Like almost like a pay per view and a pay per view. All right, well, before. All right, all right, all right, all right, let me cut you off here. Before you go into the other. So tell me what the New York portion felt like to you. Just the New York portion right now because we're going to. I thought gonna... it was average. I, I didn't think it was total shit. And I. Obviously, what I was saying it wasn't wasn't loud either. That um, I I really thought seriously, I really thought that Savage Animal Steel was like a B match. I thought F 
BD. So I gave New York grade overall. That 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 uh, a, a C a root. That that's what I was okay. All right, good. It's all I needed to hear. It's all I needed to hear. I I would say a D. I'd give it a D. I thought on 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 a number of levels. I thought the finish to Morocco Orndorff was bad, especially being an opener. I thought there was a little too much comedy in the Savage George Steele. Okay, and I thought that. I didn't like it. me as a kid. I didn't like George Steele. I thought he was. I thought because he was hairy and ugly and had a green tongue, and he was this mean, scary, big monster. I had a little soft spot for Savage because I had a little crush on Elizabeth when I was a kid. <laughs> Who did it? Yeah, exactly. She was a fox. Um, she was like to me, like she was like WWF's Farrah Fawcett. You know, without the blonde hair. Oh, good, good. You know, she just had that very, like, like, wholesome, good, I don't know. I can't really describe it, but she kind of had, like, you know, fair faucet type tendencies, you know. Classy, classy, you know, appeal to her. Um, so... Savage was probably like one of the fir- one of the very few first heels that I enjoyed watching. So as a, as a kid, so I I just didn't like the matchup. I didn't like the, the the styles. They just didn't mesh with me. Even though Savage worked his ass off and he bumped around for Steel, didn't like it. Jake and George Wells. I, I didn't, George Wells did nothing for me, and Jake, you know, was one of my favorites. So yeah. like Jake, like the fact that like they didn't like highlight him, like the, they kind of made it a competitive match. I just thought. It felt like a job match, like you would see on like wrestling challenge that, or that, superstars. That, uh, I forgot to grade that one, but like no, you don't have to grade. No, no, I'm just saying like, that that DDT just because of that. I gave that a C as well. Okay, that's why, that's why I gave it overall. Yeah, I gave the New York show a C because I got I got B C D F and what's yeah. that? An average of a of a. Of I a guess C, it averages right? a yeah. C. I guess in in in, in uh, the mind of Dennis J Levy, and then of course the boxing match. I just wasn't really. I I, I wasn't impressed. You know, like like. I was sometimes. I like the Piper. The Piper punches look like they could 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 have done some damage. To me, I felt like this should have been a war. And, it, and the only reason why I say that is because, in hindsight, when you go back and you watch the clips of the buildup between these two, you know it started really the buildup before WrestleMania one when they when they squared off in the tag match with Hogan and Orndorff as each other's partners, and then they carried this over to WrestleMania two and turned it into a boxing match. Um, but like, if you watch a lot of the hype videos with them, the interviews, the promos, they cut, like T should have tried to fucking kill him, you know? And it just appeared to be like a regular standard boxing match. Like these guys should have killed each other. Plain and simple. You know what I mean? They should have tried to kill each other and they didn't do that. You know, they were, they, 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 the, the promos, the interaction, the physical stuff leading up to this was made you think that like. Oh, these guys are gonna rip each other apart, and it was nothing of the uh, of the kind until the end when they had to pull apart. But that was it, and I just felt like it, it it didn't deliver. So I give New York a D, and the commentary with Vince, my God, oh, Jesus Christ, the production values when you have Fink announcing the winner over a pre-tape interview that's taking place, you know that 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 the home audience yeah. is watching. Yeah, I give I give New York a D. Um, then we get Vince. 
sending us to Chicago for their portion of WrestleMania with Gorilla Monsoon and Mean Gene Okerlund hyping up their main event as the Battle Royal, which turned out not to be the main event. Okay? Um, (laughs) Joining them is actress Kathy Lee Crosby on commentary as we start the the, the first match of the Chicago portion, which is the fabulous Moolah defeating Velvet McIntyre in one minute and 25 seconds to retain the women's championship. The funniest part about that This whole is right match, up your alley. Talk about it. The, 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 the funniest part about that match. Who was it, the woman again? That, Velvet McIntyre. No, no, not the, no, no, the, the commentator. Kathy Lee Crosby. Who, who, yeah, anyway, I don't know. She's an actress. That, that's back a, then. So it's like she announced before this match, I'm so excited. This is my first wrestling match I get to watch. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And this it. is the fucking shit they throw at yeah. her? That uh, one minute, the... the yeah. That, uh, that, that, that's that, quick. Yeah. <laughs> She literally, like, she did nothing. Like, the girl got, you know, McIntyre got dragged around. And, um, yeah. Oh, another thing, too, about this. You know, Moolah put her, Moolah dominated her, pretty much, for the for that minute. Bounced her around, pulled her hair, threw her around the ring. But then she needs to cheat to win by putting her feet on the ropes. And the referee saw it again. <laughs> what in the fuck? Yeah. You know? And the announcers, they don't even acknowledge it. They just they just acknowledge that Moolah won. A dominant victory for the fabulous Moolah retaining her title. Not the fact that on the replay, even on the fucking replay, they show the foot on the ropes. Yep. But Moolah, she was a heel, I get it. But, like, yeah. Really- <laughs> yeah. Next match is a flag match. Corporal Kirshner defeating Nikolai Volkov, who had classy Philippe. Classy Freddie Blassie in his corner in two minutes and five seconds to win the flag match. The object trash. of the matches? Oh, this is a trash match. And then you get to wave your flag at the end. That's the rule. Oh, you yeah. want so you get to wave your flag? It would have been cool if you tried to grab the flag like a good old-fashioned game of capture the flag. But no, you had to wave your flag. Um, Poor Nikolai Volkov, too. When, when we think of Nikolai Volkov, you think of this, this horrible match. And then you think of the... Uh, uh, the Bolsheviks versus the Heart Foundation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Has he been in any other WrestleMania match on top of that? Uh, yeah, he's been in a few. Him and Nicola, him and Iron Sheik won the WWF Tag Team titles from Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo at WrestleMania 1. Oh, right, right, right. And then WrestleMania 3, it was him and Iron Sheik against the Killer Bees. That was a shit match because Duggan got involved. WrestleMania 4, he was in the WrestleMania 4 Battle Royal. Okay. Uh, I, I was think, thinking like his think, average, but then you're right. WrestleMania then. six, he was a Bolshevik against the Hart Foundation. That's right, yeah. And then WrestleMania eleven, he wore that that you know tuxedo T shirt as part of it the Million Dollar awesome. Corporation. Yeah, that was that, that was Nikolai. And then the gimmick Battle Royal WrestleMania yeah. seventeen, which we talked about last week, twenty year anniversary. Um, yeah, so uh, this match was trash. Two minutes five seconds. Um, Nikolai that, Nikolai that did his, his Soviet. Uh, national anthem routine, which the crowd fucking ate up and and, and hated. And I thought he, that was good. I thought he, you know what, you know what I didn't notice until recently, like probably like five years ago, I noticed he has a good voice. He really does. Eat my crotch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, it's like fuck yeah. Yeah, and Nikolai. Yeah, my um. Uh, one of my dear friends, he's from Ukraine, Vitaly. Believe it or not, 15 years ago, give or take, I could probably do a full minute of that song. I could probably, yeah, back in I know, the day, I used to yeah, be able to do it. Anyway, I can't do it right now. But, but the, the, I was going to attempt, but 
I'm already fucking up. To, to any of our to any of our Russian yeah. listeners internationally, <laughs> they're listening to this show because we do have a few international listeners. I think I've had some some downloads from Russia before. I I, I, I apologize for for not correctly singing the Russian national anthem. I was not I was not disrespecting it. it wasn't meant to be disrespectful. Yeah. Allow, actually, me to, allow me to get that one off the bat. The before, one thing I would like to know before actually, kicking out of two becomes a part of the cancel culture in Russia. What What I would like to know though. So that was the Soviet Union yes. national anthem. Is it different the Russian national anthem? Ah, so, uh, you know, know what? I don't know because I I think that was during the time period when the Soviet Union. I want to say where they, I saw the Olympics. Did they step? Did they step away from? Uh, from uh, from from Russia? Yeah. Yeah. Then it all split up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't know. I was not good with history in school. That's why I do a wrestling podcast. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> um. This was a brawl for the most part. There wasn't anything scientific about this match. Um, How about the other good portion of it was on the floor. Both these guys ramming each other into the post. I think Corporal Kirshner got some blood. Um, Did he do anything else? I I just couldn't not think of this guy. Here's an interesting thing about this match, too. Kirshner nailed the referee. Um, Or Kirshner, yeah, he nails the referee as he's in the corner hammering Volkov. Referee don't disqualify him for it. What's this fucking no rules mania? I don't know. Nobody knows how to follow the rules. That should have been a disqualification. Um, the finish comes when uh, Blassie throws his cane to Nikolai. Kirshner intercepts it, nails Nikolai as the ref is still down. Then all of a sudden, the referee comes to to make the count. You don't fucking disqualify him for beating no. the shit out of you, but all of a sudden you're awake to make the count. Yeah. What's with these? I don't get it. Like, try to explain it to me. Can you? Um. If you can't, it's fine. But I'm just like I'm baffled that like it's like the third match where the referee disregards the rules. I I think if I guess his merit was he didn't do it on purpose. No, he did. Did he? Yeah, the referee was trying to tell him to get out of the corner to break, and he fucking nailed him. Really? He shoved the referee. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't catch on that. You're good about stuff like that. No, I missed that one. Okay. Well, Kirshner wins. He got to wave his flag because God forbid, you know. So my only question. Yeah. Sorry to cut you No, no, off, no, it's okay. But I've been trying to get this question in. Go for it. Who the fuck is this Kirshner guy? I've never saw him before or since WrestleMania. So, all right. So, Cor- Corporal Kirshner was like the WWF's version of Sergeant Slaughter because they couldn't get Sergeant Slaughter. So, the stories I've heard, and I might have things mixed up and jumbled, but um, Sergeant Slaughter was doing the, the, the G.I. Joe thing. He was part of the G.I. Joe, you know, cartoon. And fantastic stuff, by the way. People. Yeah, if you get your hands on that watch, it's good. Stuff. I'm sure it's out there. Yeah, I'm sure that I think it's. I think they even like you could probably download it like on one of the streaming services. But anyhow, um, so I guess Slaughter told or Vince. I don't know if it was Vince Senior or Vince Junior, but one of the one of the Vinces said to him, "You can't do both." Like kind of like what Vince Senior did to Hogan with the movie, and Slaughter was making good money doing the GI Joe stuff. Um, and then, uh, he left the company and they need, and I think there was also some money issues, a contract dispute. I think there, so he was in the AWA for a little bit. I remember it was over the toys, right? Wasn't that the big thing? I think it was part of the GI Joe, uh, the, the endorsement. And I think the toy, like the, the action figure, the the old two two, uh, two separate brands. Yeah. I think there was something that had that, that played a part in it. I don't remember the, the details off the top of my head at this moment, but yeah. So slaughter left. 
So they wanted, you know, like Vince has always done, like he's got to create his own version of something. So yeah. it was, you know, here's our G.I. Joe, and it was Corporal Kirshner. Uh, and it didn't, it didn't last very long. Uh, and then Kirshner ended up going to Japan and wrestling, I believe, for like FMW and All Japan, and he was a deathmatch wrestler. Really? And he was known as Leatherface. And they put That's like Leatherface. Huh? Yeah, I, I believe it or not. So you remember him? I like Leatherface. Yeah. Okay, I like. I truly be told, I I have such such a uh, I mean I know I'm such hypocritical when it comes to death matches, double standard, if you will. But like if I see Kenny Omega, who I consider an artist, or Shinsuke Nakamura, who I consider an, an artist of wrestling, yep. if they do. Uh, you know, you know, bar wire matches and like, you know, get chainsaws out. I lose my fucking on my mind. I'm yeah. like, fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> Leatherface, you know, uh, t- um, uh, Terry Funk or yeah. whatever. I fucking eat that shit alive. That, that, yeah. that, uh, that, that, uh, I just think, I don't know, like, 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 like I just don't think fucking um, Susan Sarandon should be like in the Terminator movies. You know what I mean? And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger should, shouldn't be in. I know he tried it. Shouldn't be in, uh, you know, you know, comedic romances. You know what I mean? Okay. That, 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 uh, just I just think like certain wrestlers stay in your stay, stay in your lane. lane. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, that's an interesting Louis. Well, Leatherface thing I loved. I didn't know that was. Yeah, he was Leatherface. I'm, I'm, oh my god! Thank yeah. you for telling me that. Corporal Kirshner was Leatherface, yeah. and he had a, a, a. I don't know how long he was in Japan for. I want to say he was in Japan for. Leatherface had a lot of matches. In Japan. Okay. All right. A lot so of he, so he, had, he had quite a career in Japan. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think the reason why they, they fired him, I want to say he got into it with Vince over some money and it might've been a physical altercation. Vince Jr. I I could be wrong, but, um, wouldn't be the first person that had money issues with Vince. Up next is the battle Royal as Mean Gene introduced the participants to the live crowd. Um, he presents us with the celebrity officials, guest timekeeper Claire Peller from the Where's the Beef ad campaign. Loved her. Uh, from Wendy's. So look at Loved her. Okay, so and first of all, her audio, the mic, either the timing was off, they didn't tell her, but like they, they introduced her and then she she didn't have the mic up close enough to her mouth and she she did the whole Where's the Beef line, but nobody heard it. Um, and it's interesting. They had two celebrities that were a part of two different fast food ad campaigns. Herb from the Burger King ad. Yeah. And then, I don't remember Herb at all. Yeah. I, 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 don't, rem- I, I don't remember Herb either. They, I vaguely King remember guy, this lady, Claire Peller. Oh, I remember her perfectly. Yeah. Those You're a few years older were, than me, so yeah. Those money ads were fucking amazing. Yeah. That, the guy, the guy like a slider burger on the big fucking bun. Where's the beef? Yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's kind of... Now you mentioned it, it's starting to, starting to come back to me, but I vaguely remembered it. Um, also, guest referees, former Chicago Bear Dick Buckus and former Dallas Cowboy Ed Too Tall Jones. Dick Buckus, I remember as a kid, you know, yeah. he was... Do, um, he was already retired by this point. He was doing commentary, you know, for NFL games, you know, studio kind of wrap up, you know, recap sort of sort of stuff. So I knew who he was as a kid. I didn't know. Who I'm he, American Gladiators. Come on, man. Well, yeah, that too. I, oh yeah, him and Mike Adamley. Yeah. Yep, that's right. I remember that. No, I'm sorry. Was it him or was it um? Was Buckus American Gladiators or was I it? I was uh, Buckus. Or was maybe? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I just know the, the original guy was that um. He was entertaining as well, but it's that uh, 
at fullback. Mike fullback. Mike Adamley. No, uh, yeah, he played football too. But uh, the Los Angeles Raiders fullback with the mullet guy. Oh, uh, that, um, that, um, he he became an actor too. Yeah, and, uh, I know who you're talking he about. He was the first guy. Okay. Then I think, yeah, I'm quite sure it's Buckus. Buckus right? came in after. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I remember. I know who you're talking about. The name um, is it Lyle? Um, he just said it. I don't even know. I can see his face, black uh, hair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google this. Looks like a mullet. I'm gonna Google this. Los Angeles shit. Raiders. I know. It was yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna Google this shit right now. But uh, yeah, that. I yeah, uh, I am. Um. Damn, so Mike Adamley, Joe Theismann at one point, Todd Christensen, yeah, Todd, Todd Christensen, Larry Zonka. You're right, it was Zonka, it wasn't See, Buckus. so it wasn't Buckus. Yeah, right. I had a feeling, yeah. It was Zonka. Yeah. Um, like. Lisa Miloski and Danny Lee Clark. Who the fuck are those? But it was, na- like it was narrated by Joe Theismann, as well as John Harlan. Yeah, I remember Theismann in the first season, yeah. Okay, interesting. Interesting yeah. stuff there. Okay. Um, all right, let's get back to it here. So, yeah, Dick Buckus and Two Tall Jones, they were the referees uh, for this match, which they really didn't do much of anything. The participants yeah. in this match were Chicago Bears' Jimbo Covert, Pedro Morales, who was the first WWF Triple Crown holder. Piece of shit. Uh, piece of shit? Why? Am I getting... Am I getting a, no, You're see, getting Carlos Colon, Colon yeah, with yeah, the I'm Bruiser sorry. Brody yeah, thing. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Jesus sorry. Christ. Sorry, I'm off my game today. I'm yeah, sorry. Little, that's all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, anybody who, who it, 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 you can come at me, find it. That was a big fuck up with uh, Dick, Dick Buckus. But but Google Dick Buckus and Larry Zonka in their face. They're fucking twins. They do Google. have a, they do it the similarity with the yeah. mustaches. I get it. I get it. I'm not. Yeah, I get it. Um, Tony Atlas was in this battle royal as well, along with uh, strongman Ted Arcidi, Dallas Cowboy Harvey Martin. The Golden Boy Dan Spivey, who when I was a kid I used to think he was I, like Hulk Ho- I used to think he was Hulk Hogan's brother because he would wear all yellow. That could have been a good gimmick. Yeah. Like, 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 like he him, had the long hair like, like Hogan. That, 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 that uh, him, I always like uh, the gimmick where it's like they're purposely a heel, but they're trying to act like a babyface, but they're a heel. You know what I mean? Uh, that, 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 no, I don't. Know uh, what that, you mean. That, okay, so sometimes you get this wrestler, right? Who, or for example, uh, Bo Dallas, so like the, the bully. Kurt right? Angle. Okay, I get it. He's so annoying. He's a heel, but he really thinks he's doing good things. Exactly. Like okay, I, I get think you. That yeah. Dan Spivey as like Hulk Hogan could have worked. Like, like he would have been a heel who thinks he's a he's a face. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. I think that's that an interesting worked. little twist to it. Yeah, that's that's an interesting little twist. Um, who else is in this? Hillbilly Jim, uh, King Tonga, aka Haku. That was what he was known as back then, King Tonga, before he became Haku. Big fan of um, Iron Sheik, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, football player Ernie Holmes, the Killer Bees, B. Brian, B. Brian Blair, Jumping Jim Brunzel, Big John Studd, Atlanta Falcon Bill Fralick, we saw him earlier, yeah. the Hart Foundation, Brett the Hitman Hart, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, San Francisco 49ers, Russ Francis. This was a this was a nice uh, touch to the Battle Royal. Bruno Sammartino competing in his That's only right. WrestleMania match in his career. He was in the corner of his son David in the first WrestleMania against Brutus Beefcake. Um, Chicago Bears, Refrigerator William Perry, which got the biggest pop of the match. Um, I remember the kid, I, I thought he was going to win for sure. The, the Fridge. Fridge, yeah. I yeah, I thought, I thought yeah, as, even as a youngster too, because just the fact that, you know, and he, and he was another guy who... If he wanted to, 
he could have had a, a, a pretty good career in, in pro wrestling, I think sports so. entertainment. Yeah. Like he 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 kind of understood it. He got it. Um, and then of course the last participant, the winner of the battle royal in nine minutes and thirteen seconds, Andre the Giant, last eliminating Bret the Hitman Hart. Um, special guest commentator was Ernie Ladd, former football player. He was on commentary with Gorilla Mean Gene and Kathy Lee Crosby. Um, what did you think of this match? I thought it was trash. You thought this battle royal was trash? You, you know what ruined it for me was the Jim Nama Neidhart elimination. That was so over the top and so quonky and so weird. Yeah. That then uh, I, I can't even explain it. So, so so did he? So it started off. Hard, hard, I don't. I'm bad with uh, geography. Like like when it comes to axis and. And latitude, longitude, but like they were so, so Andre the Giant and Jim Nam and Elhart, at least in my head, were like vertical, like like the opposite side of the ropes. He kicks them, and somehow Jim Nam and Elhart does like L shape, L shape bump over over the ropes. Yeah, and I'm did. like, what the fuck was that? He sold Andre's kick. But like he came from, he got kicked by a giant. He got kicked by a giant. He he went he went he went he went backwards, sideways. Well, he didn't know over, he, the, the over timing the of it too. I think he didn't know where he was. So like once he turned around and realized like oh shit like I got a little more ways to go. Then he then he had to you know yeah the yeah the improvised. And also ruined it for me too. So so you did like this great promo with that. Um, I guess he was a rookie of the year. Uh, Bill Frelick. Yeah, he did this great promo to him, and he lasted like two minutes. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought that up too, because I was kind of thinking that it was like they hyped him in the battle royal. He didn't with with Big John Stud. They had that face to face. They had a shoving match, and you expect like, oh, these two are going to have an interaction in the battle royal. And then Frelick got dumped out by another football player, and he had no interaction. And then Stud had the the famous spot, which is in the highlight reel, where you know he dumps Fridge out. Got a fucking, you know, a ton of heat for that in Chicago. Fridge does the whole, hey, let me shake your hand, pulls him out. Yeah. You see that on the highlight reel all the time, too. That got a big pop. I mean, it was fun for what it was. It wasn't anything special. It it it, it, it kind of broke things up a little bit in the show. Um, Andre winning, uh, that was his gimmick. I mean, yeah. if you if you go back and... You think, you think um... I mean, maybe when they do the spot where eight guys kind of, you know, put him over. But you think of one guy, like, could you think he could took hold like that clothesline and you go over the rope or like the backwards, like you know, kind of do like a flip? You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, you think you talking about? You talk- kind of do like a flip? You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, you fool, think he- you talking about? You talking about Andre? Yeah, Andre, yeah. Could you think he could even took that bump? Uh, once you got two or three guys, you knew the outcome right over the. I don't know. I don't, think he could I don't know what his health was at that time. To I be mean, honest with you, I don't think it was great. I, I think that was starting to decline a little bit. I think that's. I, I would imagine that's part of the reason why he won. But at the same time, that was his bread and butter. Andre, you know, was a major attraction in the territories uh, for a long time, and they would advertise, you know. That was his match, Battle Royals. It was yeah. either that or handicap matches. You know, I'm the, I, that that was what really made Andre the Giant a special attraction was these Battle Royals and the handicap matches. Don't get me wrong; like if he had a like like eventually his match with Hogan in WrestleMania three, but you know when he really came up on the rise in the territories, a lot of it had to do with Battle Royals and handicaps. And you know he would only stay for a short time in territories and it was mostly battle royals and handicap yeah, matches. Yeah, so, 
Um, I guess that was just their way of kind of showcasing what Andre was all about, you know, at WrestleMania. But his health could have played a part in it too. Who knows? Um, but I'm not sure he would have been able to take that bump, like you said, either like the clothesline over the top or like just getting dumped over by like eight guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was moving pretty slow in that in that match too. You know, even when he dumped, even when he dumped Brett out onto Anvil, you know, it took him a little bit to to pick, you know. Brett, you know, sold it and did a great job. But, yeah. you know, you could tell Andre was moving around slowly in that match. Um, like I said, it was fun for what it was. Um, we then cut back to New York with Vince and Susan, who's with Piper in those lounge chairs, claiming that Mr. T cheated to win. Um, and then he makes the Indian uh, haircut, you know, paint yourself black reference, which you see Vince at that point rolling his eyes like, like you know. Like he was disgusted with Piper, which wouldn't surprise me if, yeah, if, he, if he pulled him aside back then and was yeah. just like, hey, could you kind of tone it down a little bit? Um, then we get a replay during that segment of Piper shoving the ref and slamming Mr. T. Uh, pretty much, you know, he's doing the heel thing, making excuses, yeah. you know, kind of like what heels do, you know, in a sense. Kind of almost like putting over that T was a threat, even though he wasn't. Um, and then uh, Mean Gene is with Jimbo Covert, who claims he was cheated in the Battle Royal by Bill Fralick. And then uh, he brings in Iron Sheik, who hardly speaks English. And then we get to the, um, the a replay of the Battle Royal finish. And then next up is probably the best match of the the Chicago portion of um, oh, yeah. this show. is the British Bulldogs with Captain Lou and Ozzy Osbourne defeating the Dream Team of Greg Valentine and Brutus Beefcake with Luscious Johnny Valiant to win. The WWF Tag Team Titles in 13 minutes and 3 seconds. Good match. Good match. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. That, that, uh, um, that, um, nice pop for, for the Bulldogs when they won the titles and yeah. whatnot. That, uh, it was a standard, you know, the, it was, it was nothing like, it wasn't the, the best Dynamite Kid match I ever saw in my life. Okay. That, that, I'm, glad, I'm glad you say that, too, because I wanted to ask you this question. Have you ever heard stories on, like, the internet and, like, different, you know, groups and message boards of this match being a WrestleMania classic? No. Okay. See, when I was younger, people would say, like, you got to watch that match. That's a classic. It's the greatest match really? Wrestle- could, from I... WrestleMania 2. Like, it's the match of the night. And I remember watching it when I was younger, and I was like... It's not a bad match, but a classic? And then I watched it again, and I was like, this isn't the classic that the internet is claiming. I think I think because Dynamite being having the legendary status that he that yeah. he did, especially with his matches in Japan and shit like that with Tiger Mask, that people, anything he does, everyone considers it a classic. But this was no classic by any means. Um, you know, this is, like you said, a solid match. The heels dominated. They isolated the baby faces with a little bursts of comeback from the baby faces every now and then. Uh, finish comes with Davy Boy rams Valentine's head into Dynamite's head, who falls off the top rope onto the floor, busting him open, and then Davy gets the cover for the win. Uh, we get a bunch of post-match craziness uh, from Captain Lou. Um, Ozzy Osbourne's got no clue what to say yeah. other than the British Bulldogs forever! I'll be back with these guys and we're going to tour the world. Yeah, together. yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> fucking stupid, you know. Um, um, and then here's another one. This was, I didn't know that this was, this was a part of their buildup in this match, but the, but Davey Boy promises that now that they've won the titles, they're going to stay in the U.S., so I don't know. I don't remember if there was a stipulation where it was like we'll leave the United States if we don't win the championships. But I thought that was uh, 
Weird as the Chicago portion comes to a close and they send it back to New York with Vincent Susan, who sounds like she's finished her first pack of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, she's like, that that match was a hell of a match there. Those guys, they really took it to each other, Vince, after, you know, Jesus Christ. Like, you know, put down the Marb Reds for Christ's sakes. Um, so before we go, before we go to Los Angeles, we yeah, talk about. Let's talk. All right, so yeah, let's do our grades. So what, yeah. do you, what, what do you grade? What do you grade Chicago? Oh, this is easy. Yeah. F F F and the the, the tag match uh, C plus. Which gives you an F. An F. Wow. I, that that was the worst. I'll tell you right now, for any period of like those, uh, uh, that that uh, for for me. Until the until the tag match, right? You go from Piper. I even had New York. You you go from Piper to to the last match before or the Battle Royale. That is the worst wrestling and of any pay per view, at least a major promotion I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Wow, wow! That was just that was a, 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 a that was a machine gun of shit turd. It was, <laughs> it was fucking nuts, Dave. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, it's it's not been good. Like the bright spots for me have been maybe the battle royal. I didn't even care for the tag match, the tag title match. If I'm gonna give this, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna give the LA portion, or sorry, the Chicago portion. A C minus. Oh, yeah, Just I because I think out of your mind. the tag match was solid and the battle royal was fun for what it was. I wasn't expecting anything groundbreaking from the battle royal. And it blows my mind that somebody would go up to you, Dave, and say, "This is a classic." Uh, oh, I used to read it on the internet all the oh, time. That's fucking nuts. Dude. WrestleMania two tag title match, dude, classic. Whoever's listening on the Kicking Eye Two podcast right now, and if you are one of those internet whatever. I said, I think this is a classic. Go fuck yourself, seriously. Not <laughs> Let's go fuck yourself. Absolutely not. I wouldn't even go to say that just to just say. What do you agree? The first like, I'm talking about for wrestling, not for spectacle or whatever. The first wrestling where you're like, this is a fucking classic. Would be Macho Man, probably with Steamboat. Don't you think? That's like the from like, WrestleMania, like the first original, WrestleMania yeah. classic. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, like the first one. Don't you think? I, I yeah. Classic in terms of in ring. That's what I mean, yeah. But you, but many people consider Hogan Andre a classic just for the historical value and the purpose of it. Yeah. I, I don't agree with that too. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I'm just talking about like wrestling windows from the, from yeah. bell to bell, hold yeah. for hold. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent agree. Um, yeah, I give this I give this a C minus because, like I said, the battle royal was fun for what it was, and the tag match was solid. Everything else was shit. Whereas in the New York portion before. I gave it a D because I didn't really care for, for for anything that was on that on that card. And also too, the commentary was getting worse and worse too. Yeah. That, uh, and it's not even. I felt bad because girl, when you think girl Monsoon and Mean Gene, you think it's gonna be awesome. It's that girl. She's just lost in the shuffle. You know. What I, I mean? also think too that like I mean, here's the funny part about this. You know, Mean Gene, his bread and butter was you know is the pitch man, the backstage interviewer. Yeah. They put him on color commentary with Gorilla. I think the potential was there. It's just you look at it and you think like, "Oh, this could be great," but I mean, I'm not saying that Mean Gene was terrible at color commentary, you know, because he can talk. But 
there's a difference between color commentary and being the pitch guy and, 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 and doing the interviews backstage. And that was Gene's bread and butter. You know, my, I mean, not saying that he, he did okay, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, wow, this is going to be awesome because these two are on the mic, you know? And like you said, then they, then they had the actress and then Ernie Ladd was part of it. There were a lot of stepping over each other. So yeah, it wasn't good. Um, all right, let's go to LA. Um, as we see, um, Jesse Ventura backstage, or no, we cut to LA. I'm sorry. Um, and it's uh, Jesse Ventura, Lord Alfred Hayes, and Elvira, who's the celebrity involvement of the LA portion of this show. I don't know if USA Up All Night was a thing yet, but I used I'm not to love sure. It. I'm not I sure it was a, either. I was a huge fan of Elvira as a kid, right? Yeah, huge, huge fan, right? My my first introduction. I know she did stuff in the seventies and whatever, but my first introduction of her was She's an Up actress, All Night, Up right? All Night. That yeah. uh, the at least for me. Following her as a fan, whatever. That uh, was Up All Night USA. She did a terrific job. Okay. That, 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 uh, I didn't watch that, and, so uh, yeah. If Gilbert Godfrey sometimes and her sometimes. Yeah. Or my me and my Warped Dream one. One did some episodes. We I mean, can get the same one yeah. season, whatever. But, uh, that, but yeah, this was not good, man. That, 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 that um, it, I just, what, what, would, what would go through your brain that, 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 that uh, to have these uh, these female uh, and I, I hate to sh- I'm sounding like I'm shitting on females now, but but, but like the yeah that does kind of sound like a shit on I've females. I'm saying though that the uh, that the guest commentators were all female, but like why these guest commentators? I, I just don't get it. They're awful. Well, they had no product knowledge, you know. At least with like, like why, why you put them all right. In? So at least with Susan St. James and Vince, she seemed to kind of be into it. Okay, where she was like, you know, talking about like, for instance, when she expressed her 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 frustrations with the way Randy Savage treated Miss Elizabeth or when she would talk about, you know, Piper cheating um, with Mr. T, you know, in the boxing match. She kind of expressed interest in it. The others, they just kind of like commented on what they saw and they didn't really like they react. They reacted to what they saw as if this was the first time that they had seen it. Like, like that they, that with no product knowledge, you know? Which kind of sounds awkward on the microphone, you know? Like, for instance, here's a perfect example. In 1994, uh, WWF King of the Ring. It was Gorilla Monsoon, Macho Man, and former NFL player Art oh, Donovan. Yeah. And Art Donovan, every... 30 seconds was asking a question. Who's this guy? How much does this guy weigh? What's this guy's name? I forgot this guy's name. Look at this guy over here. Like, he didn't know what the fuck was going on. I don't know whose idea that was, but that was a fucking stupid idea. And that might be something we might watch down the line. But, yeah. No product knowledge. But at least with Susan St. James, she must have had some kind of product knowledge because she was commenting as if she knew what was going on. Yeah, that's fair. You know, with her. But the other two... They just kind of reacted like, oh, he did that? Oh, he slammed him. Oh, what? Wow, what's he going to do now? Like, it just sounded he, very like. And he, and he, I would even go further. Okay, so Vince wanted these girls to, to, to do some commentating, right? But the, the, uh, the best scenario, right? You have three, right? You have the two guys, whatever. Instead of like the two guys, one of the guys could go, go go to her and be like, "What do you think of what just happened there?" You know, then she can like done like a you know like a like a like um 
a backdoor commentating, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Instead of like her just reacting, wow, look at the slam, you know what I mean? Then she sounds like a fucking idiot, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's just, it, it, it didn't sound very well, too, you know, and I... They, they they pretty much you know each each crew had like a skeleton crew. They didn't put the best foot yeah. forward with like commentators. Like if they did WrestleMania two from two locations and they had like Vince and someone else and Jesse and Gorilla on the other, you know, like Vince worked well with Lord Alfred. Vince with Lord Alfred Hayes, I, I totally that would have been, been cool because cool. they, they did, they a, did lot a lot of stuff, stuff on TNT, TNT yeah. All American wrestling, wrestling, things like, things like that. that. But that. But then you, and then Gorilla and Jesse, they had great chemistry. If you just did two locations instead of three, I think we would probably would have been a better WrestleMania. But we'll get to that later. Um, all right. The first match of the LA portion of WrestleMania is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat defeating Hercules in seven minutes and 27 seconds. Hercules was dominant for the better part of this match with a lot of his power moves. Uh, finish comes when Steamboat nails a flying top rope crossbody for the win. What do you thought? What do you think about this match? Um, so I, I, before the even like talk about wrestling, I want to give props to Lee Marshall Hayes. That 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 uh, I thought he was an awesome ring announcer. Lee Marshall, yes, former yeah. WCW uh, color commentator. I call him Lee a, Marshall Hayes, by the way. You call him Lee Marshall Hayes? Yeah, I don't know where the Hayes yeah, came I'm from. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Lee Marshall, just Lee yeah. Marshall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lee Marshall also did the one eight hundred collect. Uh, um, like the uh, on the road WCW, like in between yeah. commercials, uh, where he would, you know, say, I'm in this town, come get your tickets, blah, 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 dial 1 800 collect, etc. He was also the voice of Tony the Tiger for the Frosted Flakes commercials, and yeah. he did um, AWA ring yeah. announcing as he also well. Did, so. um, I think his last, just by mathematics, because we know who, you know, he passed away. Probably Wild Woman of the Wrestling is probably his last gig as a commentator. He did a pretty good job. It was Where? Him and, uh, him and David McLean. That, uh, for Wild Woman of Wrestling. Oh, he did do that? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Fantastic oh, interesting. job. Wow, yeah. interesting. Okay. Fantastic See, job. I thought he was done after WCW. Yeah. I, didn't, I had no, no. idea. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, so what did you think of this match? I liked it a lot to Darren's Not a lot. But I would even... This is what I should have... If, if if I was the booker, or like like if I could take a time machine, if I'm a booker now of if, if, uh, okay. WWF, I would say, all right, Orndorff, Morocco, you're going to open up Los Angeles, and Steamboat Hercules, you're open up for New York. I would that should have been the first match. Of, I really believe that. Just like the pacing. Um, the that's whole, that's actually a pretty good idea. I like that. The 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 the, the, the face one, so everyone's happy and stuff like that. And and and, and I, like I said, it was. It, it, I thought it for what they wanted to do and where they wanted to go was very effective. Yeah, I, I would agree. It was solid, basic, you know, storytelling between both guys. Um, you know, Hercules with the power move, Steamboat was the you know the the, the flyer, the more aerial. I thought their styles styles worked well; they meshed well with each other. I thought like, I agree with you 100. percent If they put that on as the opening match, I think that would have been a solid way to open Absolutely, WrestleMania yeah. two, and then move Orndorff. If you do Orndorff in Morocco and L.A. and do the double count out bullshit yeah, finish, we, we, we because have two and a half hours of wrestling into you, yeah. And, like, oh, and here's the thing too, you know, it's like oh, and here's the thing too, you know, it was from three different locations, so. New York opened the show. Chicago and L.A. watched New York's portion. Then when New York was done, they put the screen up and them and L.A. watched the Chicago portion. And then when Chicago was done, they put the screen up and they watched, and them and New York watched the L.A. portion. Okay? 
So what a up the fans got to see in the arena, got to see the other cities and right. their and, and their shows that took place. That, yeah. And how much do you think a ticket cost? Is it that uh, back then, nineteen eighty six? You think uh, it was actually like in perspective, it was the same amount inflation or whatever. Blah 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 blah. Same amount like you would get a ticket today. That's, that's oh no, no 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 That'd be no criminal. no. We're talking nineteen eighty six money. So I'm guessing. Well, I mean, but it's different. Like, see, the markets were different. So, like, New York, L.A., Chicago, those are big cities. Do you think it would be equivalent to to, to what? Oh, God, no. What, are you fucking high? No. I'm not talking about, like, you know, today it's going to be $350. You just said... No, 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 I'm not talking about... I said no. That we do inflation, whatever, it would be, like, 60 bucks. You think it would cost you, like, you know what I mean, like... um. No, I don't know what you mean. Explain. Uh, what I'm trying to say is because I'm bad at economics as well. Uh, there's, not, actually, there's not much in school learning that, that, that I know much about. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is like, uh, like, like you know, you take inflation, whatever, say six times, whatever. So, you know, a $300, 300 ticket would be $50 in 1986 or whatever. I think that's, that's what the ticket prices I mean. probably were. That's like crazy 50 bucks me. in 1986. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I, I would imagine like a, t- like, a, like a standard ticket for those shows would have been like, yeah, but think about it though. Right, think about you it. You three matches live and then you got to fucking watch the rest on a big screen? That's fucking nuts. And you got to charge it the same, it's the same admission that you would for a SummerSlam? That's crazy. I guess. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, you're fucking crazy, but you know that's that's another story for another day. But yeah, I like the yeah, match. I like the match. Didn't have a problem Didn't with have it. Problem with it. Um, um, it was I it was, on paper. I was paper. like, I like the match. Didn't have a problem with it. Um, it was I on paper. I was like Hercules and Steamboat. You know, I was like, I was kind of hoping to be you know, um, Hercules and you know, or um, Steamboat and. I don't know someone with a, someone whose style technically could match up well with him, but at the same time, Herc being the power move guy, um, it really meshed well with Steamboat. So it's a solid match. Uh, the next match, the next match is probably the worst. I would say that now nah, it's the second worst match on this show because I think the worst match on the show was the was. No, I don't know. I can't really rank it, but it's one of the worst. <sighs> Adorable Adrian Adonis defeated Uncle Elmer in three minutes and one second. And this was this was three minutes and one second too long. Um, Elmer Elmer would mock Adonis with like you know feminine hand gestures. I thought that was kind of funny actually, um, because back then you know homosexuality wasn't really yeah. a. Um, wasn't really accepted in our culture in our society in 1986. It was it was frowned upon. You so. know what? You know what shocked me? Uh, that, that, uh, not saying that I not saying that I think it's funny that people are mocking homosexuals by any means, but it, you know, for that time period, it 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 worked. But anyhow, go ahead. Dude, this is what sh- no, this is not even about. It just show you how how still like society. I still think 2002 is not that far. That, that, that far back in history. So even yeah, in 19 years. So 2002, right? I'm, 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 when I first got uh, the the TNA or Impact Wrestling, like, like um, you know, their, their their app, it was like seven bucks a month, whatever. Yeah. I was watching Asylum years. And one of the matches was Bruce versus, or Kiwi or Bruce, whatever, versus um, a, a female wrestler called uh, April Hunter. And the whole crowd was going, 
you're a F-A-G. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, a yeah, F-A-G. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is 2000. Like, really? Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. That, that, I mean, like, that's 2000. I'm still like, yeah. anyway. But then, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, we've talked about it before, you know, there's, there's, there are people in our, in our society, in our culture, in our country that, you know, still don't accept it, you know, and that's just, but it's, it's, it's more accepted now because, you know, they're, you know, it just is, you know what I mean? Just this, and and there's there's nothing wrong with that. So, allow me to be clear on that. But you know, for this for this particular portion of the show here, uh, when it comes to the Uncle Elmer adorable Adrian Adonis match, uh, like I said, Elmer, you know, mocked Adonis with the feminine hand gestures, kind of you know mocking him because he came across. He didn't. He wasn't. All right, let's put it to you this way. He. Adrian Adonis was like the the poor man's version of RuPaul before there was RuPaul in wrestling. That's a good way of saying that. Okay? Yeah. Or even a poor man's version of Goldust. Gold yeah. You know what I mean? Where he where he 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 exhibited feminine qualities in his character. But you could he was he was a man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to find the right way to say it without offending someone. Um, but yeah, this match sucked. Oh, totally great. It was yeah. it was awful. And who was Unc- or, Uncle Elmer? Elmer? Yeah, who the heck is that guy anyway? He was like related to Hillbilly Jim on TV. Alright. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, it was a you know a redneck thing. <laughs> um do you want to know who won the match? Oh yeah, that's right. Adonis won. Yeah. yeah. Adonis three won. three minutes, one like second. Drop or something, right? Uh, top rope splash. Oh, okay. What the fuck are you doing up there? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, this is awful. Um, we cut to Lord Alfred Hayes, who's with Hulk Hogan, because we didn't get a Hulk Hogan interview earlier in the program, which we actually did. Sarcasm there. Um, this is despite me being an avid Hulkamaniac myself. I guess I can bear another Hogan promo in the show. Um, well, that's a montage one when he's working out. I fucking loved it. No, that was later. Okay. But... Um, they had a, a Hogan promo earlier in the evening. But anyhow, um, Hogan calls Lord Alfred Hayes awful Alfred, which I thought was funny. I was chuckling. Um, and then you hear this like loud police siren in the background as Hogan's cutting this promo. Um, what the fuck is going on? I don't know, man. Don't like, know. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, a police siren that like... Like, is someone getting arrested? Like, I legit didn't know. And then, like, we, we cut to the next match, and it's Jimmy Hart's megaphone with a button. And he's out with the Funk brothers, Haas and Terry, which Haas was Dory Funk Jr., defeating Junkyard Dog and Tito Santana in 11 minutes and 42 seconds. Before you give me your yeah. your 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 input on this match, um, let me just run it down for you real quick. There was a big pop for the baby faces, uh, especially when JYD came out and he did a shuck and jive. Um, I'll be honest with you. I know you said this off commentary, and I'll let you explain why. Um, but I didn't really like this match. I thought it was okay. I thought there was way too much, like, Gaga and wild antics from Terry Funk for this match. That's an interesting thing. You know, because Funk has a tendency to, like, you know, when he gets hit, he oversells, and then he does, like, the whole crazy man thing, and, like, he'll just start taking swings at his partner or, like, at someone in the crowd, and he's, like, you know, acts like he's disoriented and is off his feet, and he has trouble walking, and, like, it works in some situations, but, like, I just felt like there was too much of that. Um, 
It was like he was going out of his way to add a more entertaining aspect to the match. And it didn't, to me, I just didn't think like it was necessary. Um, finish comes when the referee's distracted by Tito as Funk nails JYD with the megaphone for the win. Once again, the crowd chants bullshit at the finish. But I think this time they were chanting bullshit at the finish because they wanted to see the baby faces win. Yeah, not because yeah. it was a bullshit finish yeah. like Morocco and, uh, and Orndorff at the beginning of the show. Um, or even like the boxing match itself. But, um... Yeah, I just this was okay. I I didn't think this this was that great of a match. But talk to me and tell me. It was me. my favorite match. All right, so explain it was why. My favorite match. It's explain just, why. The that, 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 this felt uh, if so. It, to, to me, that match is kind of like the '80s or like like that time's version of wrestling gone right. That that, that uh, you're, you hit the nail on the head, kind of with Terry Funk. Now that you mention it, that that. that uh, he was a little flamboyant that that uh, of the oversell that that uh, it wasn't Shawn Michaels Hulk Hogan. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that uh, but it, it, yeah, you have a point that that. Uh, if he did it once in the match, okay, I get it. But like every time someone, you know, either JYD or Tito, you know, executed an offensive maneuver on him, he sold it like you know. He I just was, like to. He was how, a dead guy that got shot multiple times. But that's what the <laughs> heels supposed to have, like you know, the heels supposed to like you know have that desperation of like, like, like wow, these baby faces are just too much for me. Like, how how am I going to defeat these guys? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. That, 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 uh, I'm a chicken shit. Like 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 that that uh, that's why. What do they use? Like a horseshoe or something? Or that uh, the megaphone? Yeah, the megaphone. That's right. Yeah. That that that. that uh, Anyway, I I liked it. That that I I thought I thought it it felt real. It, 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 to me, it felt like a real fight. That 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 uh, it, it had that it like that that eighties like you know the brawling aspect to a junkyard dog and like you know the funks whatnot. I I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. I, it's the only match I gave I gave a B plus to. Okay, all right. We disagree. Anyway, I shouldn't grade it. Uh, no, that's fine. Don't worry about it. But worry about only it. Match, that's fine. That was the only match I, I maybe George and and Macho Man I could do it, but that, uh, but that match I could go back and watch again too. Right now, I really could. Okay, all right, very well. Um, let's move on. We see the ring crew bringing out the big blue steel cage. The commentators discuss the main event, send us to a video package of what led to the main event. We see Hogan training with Hillbilly Jim as Mean Gene as they're narrating what led to Hogan's injuries and this match. We see footage of Hogan getting attacked by Bundy on a recent Saturday night's main event, going after the ribs. Uh, then we cut back to Gene talking to Hogan's doctor, Bob Ponovich, who's rocking a Hulkamania shirt, discussing his condition, heading into the match, sharing his doubts over how he can survive a match of this magnitude, etc. Building up the injured babyface to put the heat on the heel heading into the match. Hogan gives us another promo about surviving his match with Bundy inside the cage, etc., etc. I like the segment with him training in the gym and the doctor there and, you know, hyping up, you know, trying to give us some doubt that he's going to lose the title, you know, to, to Bundy coming into the match at a disadvantage, a dangerous match like a steel cage match with a guy like King Kong Bundy. What what did you think of this segment? Um, I loved it. The, 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 uh, the, I... The, the, going to that match, the montages and whatnot, and the interviews, I liked it a lot. That that uh, that, that I was burnt in my brain because because uh, <laughs> your brother, but King Kong Bundy says when he does that that pose, right? When when, when he tilts his head up, yeah, he, he, he looks like literally like a human 
you know, a guy that's literally a dickhead. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The, 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 I, your brother said it so a uh, hundred times. The way he said it, yeah. But it's true, man. He's like a walking dickhead. That, uh, but 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 anyway, the, uh, I thought the the Hulk Hogan working out montage fucking awesome. That um. The the interview with King Kong Bundy and 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 Bob and, and Bobby Heenan fucking awesome. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they, they uh, cut to them too, and they basically were like, you know, we're gonna end yeah. you, etc. Keep the belt. Um, I once read Bobby Heenan's book years ago, and he talked about when he traveled with King Kong Bundy, and they were on the airplane flying, and Bundy was like half asleep, and the stewardess came by with the beverage cart, and she said, uh, "What can I get you, gentlemen?" And Bobby Heenan says, I'll take a vodka and soda and you get him a bucket of a pail of fish because they said he looked like fucking Shambu. And Bundy fucking elbowed him in the seat when he was half asleep. And he never did that again. But that was pretty funny. That's a pretty funny line from Bobby Heenan. But um, yeah, um, the, the workout montage was great. And so was the, uh, the interview with Bundy. And then uh, Elvira cuts it back to Vince and Susan to discuss the upcoming main event after Susan smoked her, the first half of her second pack of Marlboro <laughs> Reds. Jesus Christ. Um, and then back to L.A. and it's main event time. State steel cage match for the WWF Championship. We got guest ring announcer, L.A. Dodgers manager Tommy Lasorda, yep. who just oh, re- recently passed away. Uh, Ricky Schroeder from Silver Spoons is the guest timekeeper. Yep, uh, special outside referee, actor Robert Conrad. Um, and... Uh, Main event here, Hogan retaining the title against Bundy in 10 minutes, 15 seconds. Hogan gets a big pop as usual. Bundy bleeds. Heenan bumps in the end. Um, this is a fun little match. In my notes, it says here, not as terrible as Dennis claims. Standard Hogan random big man I'm match. I'm so glad you said that. I'm going to eat some pro here. That, so, my first, so I, can, I can remember like yesterday. It was Blockbuster Video. Wow, what a difference. What a difference. Blockbuster video. So, Please be kind and rewind. So, 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 so it's early going 90s. really retro. I can't, I can't put, pinpoint the year. I'll say 93, just just say it's 93. So my mother, my, my mother picking on a video, and she goes, Dennis, pick, pick out anything you want. I'm like, oh, wow, really? So I'm looking at Rambo and whatever. What catches my eye? The wrestling section. The fourth section. I see the WrestleMania 2 thing. I'm like, oh, I could pick anything. I picked WrestleMania 2 for some reason. My mom my mom got that for me. I watched it. Disappointed in all this other thing. It was, of course, the last thing you watch. You watch Hogan versus King Kong Bundy. Yep. So here I am all fucking pissed off. I could have rent, rented maybe Mario 3 for Nintendo. Yep. I could have got anything I fucking wanted. Yep. And, I got, and I got this fucking shit. Yep. So... So now, years later, and you're an adult. Years later, and as an adult, and I'll be the first one to admit that it, that this 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 pay per view burned me as a little kid. I never watched it since. <laughs> you you asked me to watch the rewatch. Yeah, I know, I, that, and I appreciate and, and a lot it. Of it. A lot of it was merit. I'm just like, wow, I couldn't make I, if, if like the adult me. That was the first time I'm watching this. Within 40 minutes, I would have stopped stopped that tape rewind and brought it, brought it, brought it, brought it right back to Blockbuster Vistia. That's a true story. However, however, so I remember it being the worst wrestle, one of the worst WrestleMania um, matches, uh, main events in history. You, you put I, it on your Mount Rushmore. I, I gotta take it off. I really do. Really? I really do. Okay. I gotta eat some crow here. I eat away. It wasn't as bad as I remember as a kid. It's a dead. Um, and I remember saying I thought 
the the cage was not used uh, uh, used right. I thought it was actually not perfection, <laughs> but 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 it was good. It you fit the good. story. It did. Size of Bundy. Yeah. You know, needing a cage to hold up. You know, someone the size of him, his strength, everything. Yeah, I, I thought this was a fun little match. Um, I you know I've 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 never really had an issue with it. Just the show in general. Um, overall, give me your grade for LA and then give me your overall grade for WrestleMania All right. 2. So I give Los Angeles is, is the one I appreciated the most. That, 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 uh, that, that um, um, other than Adrian and Adonis, that, uh, there's not one I think that like really offended me. So I don't, almost, I give extra credit points to the montage. So it slightly gets a B minus for, for me. The, 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 the montage. The, the, the montage. Gave, but just give me your overall point. grade of LA. I'm giving it a B minus. A B minus. Because the montage is involved. I would give the wrestling a 78, uh, a B, a C plus. But the montage, I give, I'm giving it three points extra. I'm giving it an 81 out of 100. Okay, I'm gonna go with a C. I think that's fair, too. Um, cage match. The opening match at LA was solid. Tag match was okay, even though I didn't really care for it too much. Um, Adonis and Al-Glamour sucked. So, yeah, I'm going to give I'm gonna give it a C because it probably had the most... Out of any of the three shows, the three, the three versions of WrestleMania 2, that probably had the most solid quality wrestling than the other two shows so if i'm gonna grade wrestlemania 2 i would say c minus d plus overall all three shows i gotta give it a d i want to okay. give it an f all in right. the worst all right. way i really want to give an f in the worst way but then if if, if you curve it you know what i mean there's, there's there's two b's in there there's a um um yeah, so, 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 yeah. I think if you left it at one location or two instead of three, let's say if you did two, WrestleMania 2 from yeah. two different locations, and you condensed the card, okay? And you condensed you the got commentators. Rid, you got, you, yeah, you condensed the commentators. You condensed some of the card. You get rid of some of the yeah. crap. Like, you didn't need, if, if you let fucking Ordor from Morocco have a solid match with a good finish, yeah. if, you, if you got rid of, let's say, Uncle Elmer, Hill, uh, uh, Adrian Adonis, yeah. you got rid of the, the flag match, you got rid of, um, uh, uh, you got rid of um, even Jake the Snake and George Wells. Okay. You know, to some degree, um, you keep. Let's say, let's say you book WrestleMania two with Morocco Orndorff, the boxing match. Savage and Savage and Steel because they had a rivalry. Yeah. That's three. The Battle Royals four. The tag match. The tag title match is five. Steamboat and Hercules, which was a solid match, six, and then maybe Hogan. Bundy seven. That's a seven match card on one WrestleMania. That's not awful, That's not awful at all. Yeah. That to me, this felt like a very longer version of Saturday Night's Main Event. It's so true. You know, like three, like three Saturday Night's Main Event. Yeah, one. yeah, pretty much is what it felt like. You know, for me. Um, so that's why I give WrestleMania, uh, I give WrestleMania to a C minus D plus, uh, just because I give. A, a D. Yeah. I can't go higher than this. Yeah. I, I just can't do it. Yeah, I get it. I understand. But uh, 
So I appreciate you taking the time not only to do this, but yeah. to actually watch and, and yeah, give, that, me your, give me your thoughts and your recap on this. It was tough. Um, is this still considered... All right, so you said this was the worst wrestling pay-per-view. Is this considered the worst WrestleMania of all time? Or are we... Or, See, or I don't we, like one. I, I don't... I, maybe it's because of that style or whatever. Was, I like 80s wrestling a lot. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. love 80s wrestling. Yeah. I really do. That that uh, but I like good 80s wrestling. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. That that uh, so one, one and two, I I I think one one two and nine are like the three. I I you're just splitting hairs with me. Yeah, okay. That that uh, all right. I I'll say no based on. Basically, I think I hate nine the, the most. I, if in order, in order, I go, I I go. I don't need your order. I go nine. I nine, one, and two. Uh, it would be would be my order. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. As you still give me your order. <laughs> no, 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 there. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, you all enjoyed it as well. Uh, thanks for bearing with us as we give you the worst WrestleMania. Uh, to recap ever. Uh, you know, current wrestling, current WrestleMania coming up. Uh, this weekend, uh, two nights, Saturday and Sunday. Um, and we've talked about it in text. Not very exciting. I still don't have Peacock. I, I might. Uh, you want to come over and watch it? If, maybe. But that, uh, if NX, I mean, it's, if TakeOver won, it does which, which is going to air tonight. That, 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 uh, if it doesn't blow my mind, that. that uh, then I'm, maybe I'm not getting peacock. you're not gonna get peacock. No. Okay, I'm, I, 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 like I said, I am like a six point five seven out of ten excited for takeover, but I'm like two or three for WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania kind of lost it for me. Like I, I feel like there's a combination of things. Like on one hand, you could say like, oh well, this is the first show they're gonna have with fans. Like they should be you know pulling out all the stops, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, like. The show's probably going to be good because the audience is going to be able to participate live at a wrestling event, even though it's going to be limited capacity for for both nights. Um, so that sells itself. That's so they so, so 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 they don't need to really totally stack the card. But then you think like, oh, well, why didn't they call this guy? Why didn't they call this guy? Why didn't they call this guy? Well, you know, they weren't even sure if they were going to have fans. And a lot of these guys, like, they're not going to pay Brock Lesnar big money to wrestle in front of nobody. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he, he put over Drew McIntyre in an empty performance center last year, and that was it, you know, and it was taped, okay? They're not going to call Undertaker, even though Undertaker would probably do it. They're not going to call him to fucking come out and wrestle in front of nobody. Definitely not The Rock, you know? They've wanted The Rock to, and Roman Reigns for a while now. That's probably not going to happen for a couple of years when we get when we're back to normal, yeah. you know, in a post-COVID world. So I'm kind of with you. I don't have as much level of excitement. I I I I will watch because it's WrestleMania, but I don't have a ton of excitement over it because I just think like. But at the same time, you look at the card on paper and it's like it's like two nights of Raw and SmackDown, probably back to back. I feel like the card, uh, like like two like loaded editions of Raw and SmackDown back to back. But you might be surprised with some of the reactions some of these guys get and the way the crowd reacts to certain things. That it, it might actually make the show a lot of fun to watch. So um, I'll be looking forward to that. Um, but with that being said, I think it's about that time that we officially put this show down for the three count. Next week, we're going to kind of keep with the WrestleMania theme a little bit, but we're just going to recap WrestleMania week events, the Hall of Fame, TakeOver, 
two nights of WrestleMania. I'll give you my thoughts, the good, the bad, the ugly, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll wrap up WrestleMania season here and kick it out to next week. And uh, yeah, it's about that time we put the show down for the three count. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>